0: If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P 15 9mm striker fire pistol. The P 15 is Keltec's first striker fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent pending extended magazine, the P 15 pistol's other features include fire fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear ambidextrous safety and magazine release as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling. The P15 is fun on the range but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P15 9mm striker fire pistol and all other kel weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's k e l t e c weapons.com. keltec weaponscom kel creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. keltecweapons.com. Dana Lashes Absurd Truth Podcast. Um, you are an inspiration to many, right? Uh, you are breaking barriers. And um, it's important, though, for us, I think, for everyone to understand kind of what motivates you, right? What keeps you, what inspires you, what keeps you motivated? You know, what really keeps me motivated is the people that are going to come after us. Some people have called me a trailblazer in some of the things that I do, and that's something I what really embrace. Blazing? Because what that means is that It's not about me. It's about the fact that the road behind me is now paved and the generation coming after us has an easier chance to make it to where I've made it, to make it where so many others have made it, but then they've got the time and the energy to go further. So that's our Air Force what? that tweeted that out. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show. I'm, I, I'm Dana Lash, but what the hell? <laughs> where are we? What's going on? Good to be with you. Thursday, folks, first hour of the show. So apparently today is hashtag Trans Day of Vulnerability. And as Kane knows, I've never felt more vulnerable on a global foreign policy scale than when the United States Air Force tweeted this video out. They tweeted, Today is Trans Day of Visibility. Check out Under Secretary of Air, it's the uh, Under Secretary of the Air Force uh talk with Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram, the highest ranking openly transgender Department of Defense officer about his role. I don't do pronouns. And the deputy chief of acquisitions, policies and process division for the Space Force, uh for Space Force. And it's this guy who he's got a ponytail and a baby like the little snap bret right behind his ear. And I feel like I'm it's like a a Robin Williams. It just i got uh Mrs. doubtfire feelings here i'm not- sa- i'm just telling you what does it this is our air force. Our air force tweeted this i mean my first thought was is he taking a woman's a woman's spot is he is he like taking a woman's is he disenfranchising a woman for the spot but also um we're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and you've seen how poorly trained the Russian military is. I mean, uh, this is. Th- I just retweeted it. I said, You have one job. This is not a serious military outfit. You have one job. I love the whole Happy Women's Month. Here's a guy taking your place, women. Because that's exactly what they, that's what they did. Oh, my gosh. So, the problem with this, and I, I think it's a mental issue. I don't know, and as Kane notes, how does this benefit us in, in the battlefield? What does this have to do with military preparedness? Thank you. What, what is it? I'm tired of being gaslit by dudes who are like, look at me woman it's, it's, this is not, you know, live action role playing, guys. We're, this is a military in- institution. I'm going to say for the last time, because I don't have to pay the penance, the, any kind of indulgence like this before speaking an opinion. I don't care. I don't, I don't care enough. I this is going to sound horrible. I don't care enough about other people to care about what they do in their private lives, right? When it affects me, then and 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 steps on my rights, then I'm and, or my military preparedness, then I get a little unnerved. You know what I mean? When it tries to control, when people try to control my speech and everything else, then I get a little perturbed. I'm just this has nothing to do with military preparedness. The, the, the Air Force has one job and one job only. The Air Force's job is not to go around and be like, tell us, you're a dude who, who identifies as a chick and tell me like what, you know, how does that mean? Like you're such an inspiration. What is that? It's that Shut up. Nobody cares. What are you going to do if you have the Chinese that establishes naval dominance in the Pacific? How is the Air Force going to help out with that? Those are the questions that I want to hear. I want to hear questions pertaining to what it is that you were created to do. And if what it is that you were created to do is no longer a useful service for you, then shut you the hell down. You have one job. The military is not a social experiment. It is the most discriminative entity from any country that has ever existed on the planet. I know, I feel like this is what the second time in two months that I've mentioned that example in 300 you know, when you had uh, the story of the uh, the 300 Spartans and they were going to defend against Xerxes and, you know, all of this, and, and... <sighs> there was the one particular scene, and it was before the Battle of Thermopylae. Uh, it was the one particular scene, and I can't, I'm trying to remember the, the guy's name, when the uh, one Spartan, the deformed Spartan, uh, Leonidas encountered... Um, Phalles, I think, is his name. I'm not going to remember his name. Anyway, he was a Spartan because Spartans had this, and I'm using this as a, a larger illustrate, you know, illustrative point. Spartans they were pretty hardcore, and if there was any sort of deformed infants among them, they actually, you know, the story was they'd get rid of them. And one Spartan who was born deformed, his parents. Uh, had mercy on him, and they fled Sparta. They fled Sparta so that he wouldn't die, and so he returns and he approaches Leonidas. And this isn't just in the movie; this is according to history. And he he begs Leonidas to join. He wants to join uh, the Leonidas's military because he wants to redeem his father's name. And in the film, uh, Leonidas is asking him. You know, he's saying, "Okay, hold up your shield." And, you know, uh, hold it as high as you can. And um, if uh, the, the well, the one, the Spartan, if Adeles, I think his name is, he can't hold it up very high. And there's certain moves that he can't do. There's certain moves he can do just as well as anyone else. But there are other moves that he just because of his physical uh, limitations, he cannot. And, you know, Leonidas, Leonidas is not unsympathetic to him. Leonidas is not without empathy for this individual but leonidas has a job and despite the sympathy and the empathy and the compassion that leonidas feels for if here he can't risk the safety and security of 300 other men just to entertain this it is a very clinical way of thinking and that is why that's the kind of thinking that we're supposed to have in our military. Because our military, not only they are not only protecting themselves, they are protecting everyone else. And in the Constitution of the United States, that ultimately is the only job of the government. So Leonidas tells him, we cannot use you. He, he offers him, he says, you can clear the field of the dead. But it's not the job that this particular that Ephatales that he wants. And then it becomes Leonidas is not the person to be angry with. Ephedales is the person to become angry with, and I know I'm butchering his name, but you get the idea. He's the person to become angry with because it becomes about ego with him. He wants to exalt himself. He does not want to serve. He wants to exalt himself. He wants to exalt himself by risking the safety and security of the other people with whom he would serve. So this doesn't become about some grand gesture of service, of selflessness. The selflessness would be the people who risk opening up a weak spot in their company by admitting him. And that is why Leonidas turns him away. He said, we are strong because every single person has the other guy's shoulder and back. And when you don't, that creates a weak spot that threatens the whole. But that doesn't matter at all whatsoever. At all whatsoever to Efitalis. It does not matter to him. He is personally aggrieved because he wanted to be satisfied. He wanted his demand. He wanted the glory of serving with Leonidas. And he dressed up his egotistical demand in the gauze of virtue and service and sacrifice. But Leonidas saw through it. And so, what does Ephitalis do? He betrays Leonidas to the Persians and takes them on an unknown goat path and he betrays his entire homeland. And now the Battle of Thermopylae is history. These people who tried to dress up their egotistical asks In some virtuous gauze of, oh, no, it's about my service and it's about my sacrifice and my selflessness. That by itself is the first betrayal. It's not just a betrayal of truth, but it's a betrayal of the people with whom you claim to want to serve. And it's a betrayal of the people you claim that you're serving. I like knowing exactly where my tasty, delicious meat comes from. And with Moink. That places small family farms all across America. From farm direct to your dining table, Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish. Moink is dedicated to helping save rural America. Join the Moink movement today. The Moink difference is one that you can taste and feel good knowing that you're helping family farms stay financially independent. Moink delivers grass fed and grass finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Shark Tank Host. Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. And Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Keep America farming by signing up at moinkbox.com Dana right now and get free filet mignon for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. Spelled M-O-I-N-K, box.com Dana. That's moinkbox.com Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So Madison Cawthorn said, finally admitted apparently to House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, that his claim that senior lawmakers were using cocaine and having orgies and inviting him to those, that he exaggerated and it wasn't true. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't, if something's not true, they're one or the other. I'm not. A, I'm not a Cawthorn fan. I feel like he does more to increase his clout than he does to actually do anything. With he doesn't. What, what legislation has he proposed? Has he co-authored a bill? He's 26 years old. I just don't think that he has enough maturity to be in his position. I really don't. I mean, get mad at me all you want to, but I mean, I just really would like for I like my lawmakers to make the news because of great bills that they have authored and how hard they fight for voters. Not this stuff. Uh, let's see. Moving on. This uh, apparently eating avocado, I know this. Why is this a big thing? Eating an avocado twice a week cuts the risk of heart disease by a fifth, according to a study. And it's also good fats, right? It was published in the Journal of American Heart Association. They looked at 70, well, 68,000 women, 41,000 men, and they watched them and uh, their diets every, uh, for every four years over a 30 year period. And they identified a link between healthy fats and heart health So if you, those who ate avocado frequently Slash their risks of coronary heart disease by 21% So everyone who is tired of hearing the guacamole is extra You know what, You that's fine That's You know, it can be extra Guacamole is extra, nobody cares Give me all the guacamole And you know what, you feel good about getting that guacamole Get extra, extra guacamole too Because it's good for you See, look at that, all good things so, uh, the world's first space hotel is set to open in 2027 with activities that you can't do on Earth. It is the, it's going to open its doors 2027. The Orbital Assembly released plans for the accommodation around three years ago. And I always think that the renderings look way nicer than it's going to be. Right? Right? 24 modules connected by elevator shafts to make up a rotating wheel, simulating gravity towards the edges. It's been named Voyager Station. It's being built by the Orbital Assembly Corporation. And they focused on... they focus The company focuses on gravity-enabled structures. They're going to start unveiling it within the next couple of years. They said you're going to be able to jump higher and lift things and run in ways that you can on Earth. So you're going... I mean, I... Okay. When I heard activities... I assumed like playing volleyball with aliens or something. Not. You can just jump higher. Whoopity doo da! I can go to a place here in Texas where they they can simulate anti gravity and I can do the same thing. Because you know it's gonna. They don't talk about cost, and when they don't talk about cost, you know what that means. It's gonna be expensive. It's gonna be super expensive. The uh, rising food prices could spell social unrest everywhere, according to a couple of places, including I'm not a fan, but Bloomberg. They're also going to change the way people eat. It could change the way people eat, like for some of the vulnerable societies like Yemen. Ninety percent of its food is imported. We also recognize just as it has been in the united states for jamaica one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic so to that end we are announcing today also that we will assist jamaica in covid recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in jamaica that have been essential to i believe what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, the, the, the issue of public health, but also the economy. Um, well, okay. First off, welcome back. It's the second hour of our show. I'm your curmudgeonly lovable cynic, Dana Lash, this Thursday. We've almost made it through the week. That was the vice president of the United States. I, I'm with you. We didn't mess up the audio I, at first I was like, I wasn't really fully paying attention and I just thought I missed something. And I, I I was like, I had checked out for like three seconds into it. And then as I listened, I only grew more confused. It's, I don't know what, what, Kane, what did, so the issue presented is. Yeah. The economic issue the it's economic what yeah the economic issue uh, that they're dealing with they're going to help jamaica with covid and the economy such as maps i wasn't quite sure what i was listening to she is just horrible how lucky are we that we got two people who can't talk running the country we are the damn luckiest nation on earth, guys. Neither of them can talk. Can you imagine? Wind both of them up and have them have a conversation with each other. So, because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps. And uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such, such as. as. Everywhere like as such as. It's amazing. I, she actually made more sense than Kamala Harris does on, a, right. on her best day. It's like uh, listening to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden talk is like listening to any dialogue in the lighthouse. Have you seen that movie? Worst movie ever made. I've never made it through the end. I, it's weird, and I don't... I was like, oh, it looks like noir. Okay, I'm, I'm into it. No, it's not. It's weird. It has what's-his-face, and then the guy who is Robert Pattinson and the, but the other guy, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Golly, his, I mean, the great. Don't I'm not like throwing shade on that king. I'm just saying, you know. But their their dialogue is is insane. The dialogue in this movie is insane. It, 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 like it sounds like that, such as like maps, such as on purpose. So I don't, I don't know what we heard. She's in Jamaica. Is she high? Possible. She like gets some organic herb or something like what happened we got a few things to excuse me to discuss ladies and gents the president's going to release all the oil in our oil reserves no not all of it only a third what is it a billion a day something i don't know i i stopped caring i don't care what why why even care anymore jeez everything is stupid we have our air force not working on military preparedness and instead talking about dudes as chicks and then, the Kamala Kamala Harris is in Jamaica, confusing Jamaicans. They don't even know. She looks confused too. Dave, you you can stop the video at any point, and she looks terrified. Yeah. You can tell she, they give you <clears throat> excuse me, they give you briefing materials. When you are, uh, an elected leader, you get briefing materials. That's one of the things your staff does. So they give her briefing materials. You can tell she does not look at any of this stuff. She just kind of, well, for Jamaica, such as one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way its impact has been the pandemic, we will assist such as Jamaica in COVID recovery by assisting like in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been like, what are you saying? She, all she had to do is is say, you know what, Jamaica, Jamaica got hit by the COVID and tourism suffered. Things suck for them right now. Hi, we're here to help. That's all she had to say. Such as maps and she didn't have to do the whole, she didn't have to go that route. She could have just said something obvious. She had a word quota. It sounded like she, does she have to say X amount of words a day? Is that why everything she's... I mean, I've never heard anybody take so long to say nothing. That's all she had to say. Well, for Jamaica, it's been presented as an issue that is economic in the way its impact has been uh, the pandemic. Okay, so all you got to do is say they have economic troubles right now. That's all you got to do. We will assist Jamaica... In COVID recovery by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been assi- just you're going to help why do you need everything else If you're listening to my show, then I know that you believe it's your right to keep and bear arms. More than 100 million Americans identify as firearm owners, and in 2021, there were more than 3 million new gun owners in the United States. Silencer Shop is the number one source for suppressors in the U.S. They're a Texas-based company founded in 2010 with a focus on outstanding customer service. Dedication to customers are just one of the reasons that they're ranked 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and that's over 25000 reviews. They had one core belief that guns don't have to be loud. The Silencer Shop kiosk makes the NFA process easy for your suppressor, SBR, or any NFA item that you'd form for. By tapping into Silencer Shop for your ATF e-form 4, you'll get your can in your hands faster than ever and expect to get it within 90 days. Check out YouTube and Instagram at Silencer Shop or visit SilencerShop.com and you'll experience silencer ownership simplified. Don't forget to check out their apparel as well. That's Silencer Shop Shop.com. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Uh, well. This woman did not like being told to not panhandle. Jeez. This is in Escambia County. A woman was charged with setting a Circle K clerk on fire. What? Betty McFadden age 30, was told to not panhandle outside of the Circle K, according to Escambia County Sheriff's Office. So she was like, all right. So she went and brought back a gas can, doused the clerk in gas, threw a match on said clerk, and set said clerk on fire. Another employee was burned trying to save the clerk. So now she's got to panhandle in jail because she's not going to be going anywhere else. Good heavens. Oh, uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. I, oh, geez. There's so many of these. I can't read this one. Um, not going to read that one either. Some of you people sending me this stuff. Even Kane every now and then. Man, some of the stuff that you put in there. Don't blame me. I'm just saying. So, look, this seems like, you know, wholesome. Can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> this is Tampa Free Press. A Florida man runs out of gas in a stolen car while fleeing the police. And he was totally arrested. He's got his cap on backwards in his a photo from the scene. He's clearly saying WTF. Uh, Santiago Lim is 37, driving a stolen vehicle. He tried to hide by parking behind the gas station. Didn't work. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Much of the media does not cover some of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I discuss how Kamala Harris's unpopularity could affect her chances to be Joe Biden's successor. With inflation being the highest it's been in four decades, it could take years to get back to normal. And the White House had to explain Biden's speech from his appearance in Poland, where he called for, quote, regime change in Russia. So don't forget to download and subscribe to my daily No Chit Chat podcast to hear me explain expose, and dissect the news of the day. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.